Welcome to the Stull Community of Faith podcast. The Stull Community of Faith Church is located where we like to say Topeka and Lawrence meet at 1596 East 250 Road, Lecompton, Kansas. We invite you to join us as we worship each Sunday at 11 o'clock a.m. We are currently seeking a pastor to lead our church family. So may you be blessed as we welcome today's guest speaker, Brennan Feebeck, student at Baker University. Um, thank you guys again for having me. Like I said, it's always a joy when I know Sunday's coming up because I get a, I get to come to Stokins and I get to talk about Jesus. So it doesn't get much better than that. So the, the sermon title today is I'm going to be talking about living the life. Um, and then, as you can see here, I said, living for God has its consequences and its rewards. Um, living, living the life that we're called to by God, I mean, we know, I'll get into it later, but it's, it's not easy. Because, I mean, the world's telling us, like, yeah, it's not fun and all this stuff. So we're going to just kind of dive into that and explore that. So to start things off, I got... The, the term rainbows and butterflies, right? Everybody, oh yeah, 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 rainbows and butterflies. And I'm just gonna, before, I, I used some more pictures today because I was hanging out with one of my um, students with autism. I go in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I just kind of hang out with them. And You know, we're trying to get through school, but mainly we're just working on their social and emotional standards and just, you know, figuring out how to interact with people. So I asked them, I said, I told him, I'm like, all right, I'm getting up in front of a crowd. What do I need to do? And then this kid, he's really cut and dry. He just gets the point. He says, well, nobody wants to hear you talk, so you need to put some pictures in there. So here's me putting pictures in it today. All right? So we have rainbows and butterflies, right? I know a lot of people, when, when they start following, following God, it's like, oh, I accepted God in my life. Everything's going to be easy. All this stuff. Like, you know? I know I'm going to heaven, you know, God's going to give me everything. There's this preconceived notion like, yep, I'm, everything's going to be good. That's not what it's like. You know, we're still going to have hard times. Um, like, I know in the past, gosh, three months, Allie, she's, I, like, she really keeps me accountable in my, like, journey with God. And she's had it rough. Her cousin gets heart transplant. Her grandma, um, she had cancer and then she went into remission, but now it's back. And like, she's fallen out of life. And we have those conversations like, man, this is not hard. This is not what I expected. This is not what I want. And it's not easy. And you know, we have to fight and we have to like, you know, she comes in and just like, she's like, man, this really stinks and this is not fun. And then we just go, all right, what does the Bible say about this? So we just, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy. And I know we have a lot of more mature Christians in here than I am. But I've been, I've been a follower of Jesus since I was 14. I think that's, I got baptized when I was 13, I think. 13 or 14, all those years on together. I blame it on football. We got some CTE. Um, that was almost seven years ago. I know, right? And so, just my experience as a Christian, I've, I've realized it's not easy. You're still going to go up to all this stuff. So, the first thing on your note sheet that Brenna so generously printed off, because I actually sent it to her this time. Um, the first feeling is this life's not easy. And we've kind of talked about that. We're going to go through hardships. 
and there's going to be things that come up in your life that you're not expecting. But, and then we'll, we'll dive into that. So these are the worldly consequences of consequences. I like to put it in quotations. These are worldly consequences of, you know, following that, that life that God has told us to follow. So when we're looking into this, I got 2 Timothy 3, 12 through 15. It says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. It's just kind of putting it out there right now. Like, you know, and this is a little different. Persecution for us now looks way different than it did, like, in the times of Saul. Like, you know, when he was going around killing all those Christians, right? That's a good thing about living in the United States. We're really fortunate to live here, you know. We can worship freely. Like, we don't have to worry about... I Like, whenever I think of persecution, like, when I'm going to Baker and, like, just talking to those kids, like, man, I don't have to worry about, you know, being outspoken about my, my, my love and my belief in Jesus Christ because, like, I mean, I know I'm not going to get, like, killed. It's like, the most persecution that I have to face is, oh, yeah, I don't want to go to church. And, like, my Bible study group, they told me they were coming today, and they didn't show up. <laughs> So, I mean, that's, that's the persecution that I, at least the most persecution I've ever faced is somebody like, oh, you believe that? Why do you believe that? So it's a little bit different, but I, I think we can still definitely relate to this passage. And then um, verse 13 says, while evil, evil doers and imposter, imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from who you learned it. And and how from infancy you have known holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through the Christ of Jesus. So basically what this is saying, what I got from it, like a lot of the people, like when we're a Christian, we're like a born again Christian, right? So we're like, I, used, I, I view it as there's Christian babies, there's Christian teenagers, and then there's adult Christians. And so it's like your baby, you know, you're just... You're getting into the scripture. You're excited, childlike faith. You know, we're 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 fully in this life. And then you get to your teenagers, and like everybody knows how teenagers are, right? Like they're just going out, and you know, they're kind of testing the boundaries and stuff. And then like an adult, an adult Christian is just a very mature Christian. And I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in deeper into that. But um, we we know the we know the Bible. And we know what life we're supposed to be living. And he says, you know, it is not going to be easy. It's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be struggles. But you just have to hold tight to me. So another one. You got a picture of the world here. Okay. The life. I, this life is against the world. I mean, we covered that in the first week I was here. Like, you know, there's this worldly culture and the heavenly culture. And those two do not mesh. And a lot like this life. Like, there's a godly life over here and a worldly life. And it's like, these do not, they, they, they can't go together because they're just, they're going two completely different ways. I like to think of um, the poem by Robert Frost, Two Roads of Virginal Wood. And I, I chose one, Less Traveled By. Don't directly quote me on that. I'm probably missing a few S's or something there. Um, and I... And that has made all the difference. And it's just one of those things like, I mean, it's pretty clear. Like you have this road over here and then you have this road. And one's going to lead you down the path of salvation and the other's going to lead you to the path of destruction. It's pretty cut and dry. 
And then so, talking about how it's against the world, I pulled up 1 John 3.13. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Pretty cut and dry. Um, I mean, the world hates Christians, mainly because the devil, like we talked about, has a pretty strong grip on the world right now. And, I mean, he hates seeing people live out the life that Jesus wants them to live, which I think is pretty awesome because I'm, you can ask Allie, I'm one of those people that like to push buttons. Like if, like if she's in a bad mood one day, I'm going to keep pushing those buttons just because I like to see it. So when I know the devil, when I know the devil is, is, is not liking what I'm doing, I'm going to keep doing it. Because I just, I just like making him mad, I guess. I'm, I'm not calling you the devil. I'm sorry. The next verse is Galatians 5.17. Oh, copy and pasted it. We'll get back to that. Alright, so now we're going to talk about the rewards from this life. Because, you know, there's consequences. Like, every action you have, is there's consequences, Right? Not every action is a reward, but choosing this life, you're going to have way more rewards than your consequences. And all your consequences, I mean, they're worldly consequences, so at the end of the day, they don't really matter. So the first one is peace. Like, when you're, when you're living this life, this, this life that God has called you to live, and, you know, he's, it's clearly in his Bible, like, you know, if you follow me, I'll give you peace. And so... I was trying to think of some stories of how I could relate this to like, so you guys could kind of get inside of my life. And the first one that came up is Dr. Wintermantle. She came and preached, right? Yeah. So Dr. Amy Wintermantle, she's my advisor at school. And me and Allie get married December 31st. And then we're going to live in her little house for six months. And then once May hits, like we don't know where we're going. And so... I had Dr. Wintermantle's class on a Tuesday afternoon, and she was like, she was like, tell me all this good stuff about going down or going out west to Hayes and teaching out there. Because I'm like, me and Allie talked, and we're like, oh yeah, we're going to Southeast Kansas. You know, there's good good nursing program down there, Southeast Kansas. And then I talked to Dr. Wintermantle, and she's hitting me with all this stuff of like, you know, all the opportunity out west and how much they need like special ed teachers out west. Crap. So I go into go in her office and I'm like freaking out. And like usually I'm a pretty chill guy. And Allie's Allie was talking to me because I talked to her Tuesday night. I talked to Allie about it. I'm like, Allie, I don't know where we get we're gonna go and all this stuff. And like I'm never usually like that. I like to consider myself pretty chill. I don't like to get on the emotional roller coaster, but this time I was on the emotional roller coaster. So I'm like, alright, we're going to southeast Kansas and 20 minutes later, like well, I was looking into this, now we're going to Western Kansas. And so I'm like, you know what? I need to go talk to somebody that's a mature Christian and has that peace. So we go in Wednesday morning, me and I have a class together. It's art history. The most I call it a study session for me because I don't pay attention, and it's bad. I have a final coming up, but I have not paid attention the whole class. <laughs> so we're in there. I'm just thinking because I'm, I'm like, you know what? i got to go talk to Dr. Warnerman after this, so I'm just thinking. And I walked into Dr. Wintermantle's or her office. Me and Allie did. I'm like, Dr. Wintermantle, I do not know where I need to go. And then she's like, Well, have you prayed about it? And then like she's just boom. She's just she's that calming presence. And she's like, Have you prayed about it? And I'm like, Well, yeah, but I'm not getting the answers I want when I want. It. She's like, <laughs> She's like, 
well, dang. You, I mean, I've prayed a lot of prayers, and some of them still haven't been answered. And then she, she talked to me. She's like, I mean, she said, you have to, when, you're, when you know that God has your best interests in mind for you, I mean, there's, there's like a settling peace in that. And that was really hard for me to wrap my head around because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like me and Allie don't know where we're going to go. What if we end up homeless? Like that was my first time. I'm like, we are not going to end up homeless, first of all, because we're too stubborn to not go out and, you know, get a paycheck to pay bills and stuff. But it's just, and then like I had to, I had to go exhaust my resources and I had to find a mature Christian woman that I knew had that peace. So I, we go talk about it. And then so now, now I'm in this season of, you know, praying about it. Like, God, please give me the signs that you want. And then Allie's doing the same thing. So this, this January is going to be really interesting. But, but knowing that that peace that God gives you when, when you know, like, hey, we're going to take care of it. And it's going to be all right. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, even though it's, it's, it's not what we want. Like we don't want peace. We want, we want answers. We don't really care about the peace and like you know going throughout, throughout our life and all this stuff. We want answers for the questions that we ask, and that's just something that, that I need to continue to work on. But that's that's one of the things that God gives us. He gives us His peace. So the, um, the verses I chose for this were Philippians four six through seven. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guide your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. So just like this says, you know, be, don't, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, pray and petition with thanksgiving and present your request to God. So ever since that meeting with Dr. Wintermount, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things like, me and Allie are trying not to talk about it. I mean, we still have to have those conversations about How's your application process going with Fort Hayes? How's Pitt State going? Did, you, did they get your application? But it's just one of those things like, it's all going to work out, and we just have to have that peace, knowing that we're going to go where we're called to go. The second one is love. God is love. We know that. I mean, that's all over the Bible. Um, and I feel like when, when, we're, when we accept this calling to live this life, God's going to grant us this ability to love people. Um, I was so, and it's really hard for me because I was in fifth. I was in a fifth grade classroom two weeks ago, and it was it was Halloween actually. So fifth grade. All right. So I'm going to paint the picture for you guys. Fifth grade, fifth grader, Halloween classroom or Halloween party. Okay. I'm walking to his room and he's sitting outside. Now this student. He's, he's got autism, so like everything's a little ramped up. So I, I see him, I'm gonna call him Earl because that's what Dr. Winterman does. So I'm like, hey Earl, what's, what's, what's going on? And he just turns his head away from me. And I'm like, okay. So I sit down next to him. And then so I'm like, all right, hey, if you wanna talk, I'm here for you. You know, he's just trying to be that calm and presence for him because I know he's all mad. And then he looks at me and he, he drops like five F-bombs at me. I'm like. <laughs> and then I, and, and so like I'm handling it. And like the fact that an 11-year-old drops 
five F-bombs on me, like, I should be mad at this kid. But that's one thing that I've really, like, developed is that this love for people. Like, I love people. If I have the opportunity to go talk to people or go sit in my dorm room and watch college football, nine times out of ten, I'm going to go talk to people. The only one time out of ten is either if Missouri's winning or KU's losing. Other than that, I'm going to go talk to people. So yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, it was a beautiful day yesterday. Yesterday I was sitting in my dorm room all day. I'm not going to lie. But I love talking to people, and I love getting to know people's story. And so when this kid is he's, he's cussing me out, and he's 11 years old, like, I just, and, and that's something that I think God's blessed me with, is the ability to, like, take, the situ, take people out of the situation and just look at that person. Like, man, this 11-year-old is hurting so bad. He is cussing out somebody that's trying to help him. And so instead of getting mad at the kid, it's like my heart hurts for the kid because he is, he is so hurt by whatever it is. I, I don't know. His, and that's what's difficult about being in schools. And that's what I'm starting to notice. Like you don't know these kids' home life. You don't know where they're coming from. And so just trying to take that kid and separate him from the words that he's saying, it's hard. But that's something that I, I've, I've tried to do. So I get him calmed down. I'm like, what, what's, what's going on, Earl? He's like, it's like, well, my, my dad just talks to my mom that way. I'm like, dang. And so I'm like, and then so now it's like, oh, shoot. Like, I, I was never mad at him. And the other teacher came in, the principal came in, and he was like, he was like, well, well he needs to get detention. I'm like, no, no, he doesn't. Like, we just need to get him calmed down, and, we, and then we'll evaluate this. Because I get it, there were parents in the building, like he didn't want a scene to be made. But, I mean, just taking that kid out of the situation, getting him calmed down, and like, hey, I know you know that what you said was wrong, and I'm not going to punish you for it. I know you're mad, we just need to talk about it. So I start talking to him. It's like, well, my mom talks to my dad that way. And then, so, you know, we keep talking about it, like we can't do that. If, if you need to use those words, like... Just, just come to the classroom and then say it there so we're not making a scene. Just really trying to, you know, chill him out. And then he looked at me, and, and this was really weird because I've only had, like, two really weird ha things happen. And um, he looked at me, he's like, Mr. F, I could tell you actually love me. I'm like, I'm like, and I was like, wow. Like, that's, I didn't know what profession I was want to get into. And then this kid says that, and it's like, man, I'm sold. Like, this kid knows that I love him and I care about him. And I think, and like, like, yeah, that makes me feel good, but, like, that's a gift from God. Like, he has given me the ability to, you know, bypass all these, all these things that are up to keep, like, God and Jesus out of school. And I'm still, I'm still reaching these kids through love. And I'm like, that is awesome. So that's another gift, you know. I like to, like, I am, I tell myself every day, I'm, I'm living the life that God's called me to live. I'm not perfect. Like, I like to think it as this life is a, uh, it's a highway, okay? So this life that Jesus calls you is a highway. All right, you're driving on the highway, and then every time, every now and then, you got to exit, you know? Like, well, at least I exit every now and then, but then I always get, get right back on the highway. So, I'm not perfect, but... I mean, I do know that, that God is, 
he's got a life that he wants me to live. And um, love's been a really big part of that, just loving people. The verse I chose here is 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who, has, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And then this third one is wisdom. Now, wisdom, that's a really, that's a really, really big term in my mind because there's knowledge and wisdom, and they're different. And I don't know if I've totally been able to, like, tell the difference of them. But I do know when I'm, when I'm going through something, like with Dr. Laramiel, she's a peaceful, mature Christian role model for me, and I am so thankful that God has given me her in my life, because without her, like, there's been a few things throughout this, like, throughout my time at Baker, it's like, I don't know if I'm getting through that, like, a situation I dealt with, um, last semester, she really showed me, like, the wisdom that God, um, gave to her, so, um, like, I, I think I talked about this last week, I had an incident with one of my residents, I was having a mental health crisis, going, going through stuff. I'm driving up to the hospital, and it was like 10.30 at night. And Dr. Winterman, I called Dr. Winterman, I'm like, Dr. Winterman, I have no idea what to do. Like, this kid is, is he's from Serbia, he's got no family around, nobody from the university is helping him out. What do I do? And then I, I, I distinctly asked, can you, can you lend me some wisdom, please? Like, I don't even know if that makes any sense. But can you please give me some wisdom? And so we just talked about it. And like, it felt, it was so amazing that that, that woman, like God uses her. And I cannot thank him enough because like, she's done so much for me. And it's crazy how God puts people like that in our lives. Like, I like to think of, I mean, how, like um, Brenna was talking about being thankful. Like getting, getting in a heart of, thankfulness and, and you start thinking and it's like man I've I've been blessed with two amazing parents two amazing grandparents a beautiful fiance that you know keeps me in line and then I have all these other people that have just helped me build this this path and keep me on that straight path and it's amazing but Dr. Wintermale she's like got so much wisdom and I call her I'm like I need help and so she talks me through things she's like well you need to be there for him first and foremost and then second thing, she's like, she's like, you need to you need to introduce them to the Bible. Like, okay, I, I get where you're coming from. It's not really gonna help us tonight. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, or you could just let him sit there in the hospital room by himself and like let him keep having these thoughts. Like, so I probably should introduce him something. So I turn around, go back to my dorm room, and I'm like, well, I got this Bible, but it's my Bible. That's right, you know, it, it's more important. He needs it more than I do. So I drive up there with him. We stay, I stay up there, gosh, till like 3 in the morning. And I'm just trying to get him cooled down because he's like going through all this stuff. Finally got him cooled down, and we start, we start like reading the Bible. And it was, uh, it was, we were reading Psalms 23. I'm like, and it was just crazy because he just calmed down. 
and like he was getting some 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 shots to chill him out because he was just absolutely going he was just off his rocker and he was getting some shots to calm him down but he didn't get one for an hour i'm like all right dude i just need you to sit down i i called somebody and they told me to do this so i set him down and i'm reading this i'm reading psalms 23 and it's just like he just calms down and i'm like this is amazing like the wisdom that Dr. Wormel had, she called me up, or I called her up at 10.30 at night. She didn't have to answer the phone. Like, I don't even know if she has my number saved in her phone. But she still answered, and then she called, and she put that wisdom on me. And even though it didn't make sense to me, you know, God gave her the wisdom, and then she gave that to me. And it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. I talked to the kid. He was supposed to come today. He told me he was coming. Obviously, he didn't come. But... Um, he still has that Bible, and every now and then he'll come back and like, he'll like, oh yeah, I read a, I think last time he read Proverbs, no, I think he read Proverbs like 26, 5 or something like that, I don't know what that verse is off the top of my head, I'm like, cool, there you go, I'd read, but I'll go into his dorm room every, every now and then, and I'll check to see if the Bible's moved, like, because sometimes I'm like, I don't know if you're reading the Bible, and but then I'll go in his room, and I could tell it's, Sometimes it's open or it's either moved in a different place. Like I used to be really like kind of crazy about it because I just like would take a picture. But I'm not doing it for like not doing it for my satisfaction. I'm doing it because I know that, that this this guy needs God. And it's really bothering me that like I kinda I can't force feed it because like it's not my goal. Like we're we're the planners. We're not we're not the we're not like the sun and the water and all that stuff. We're just planting the seed. God's gonna take care of the rest. So once I got past that barrier, just knowing that he's like getting in the Bible is it's pretty awesome. And I'm proud of the kid. But without wisdom, and I haven't developed that yet. I still I know that is something I need to work on, getting wisdom from God. I think if I had that wisdom, like I'd have a lot less issues in my life and I probably wouldn't be freaking out about some of the stuff I do. So for wisdom, I got Proverbs 2, 6 through 10. It says, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. So wisdom, I mean, um, it's, a, it's a crazy thing because there's, there's knowledge and wisdom. And wisdom is, what is the phrase, like wisdom comes with years, knowledge comes with learning or something like that. It's one of those things like wisdom, it's such a powerful thing. And God grants it. There's a lot of instances in the Bible where he's just granting this wisdom for all these people and these people are following it. So um, that's my challenge to you guys. Um, and then this is the last slide I have. Life with God is better than any life you could live without God. So I'm just challenging you guys. I know living this life, there's going to be hardships. And like we're, we see it every day, especially at college. I think at college it's a little ramped up because there's so many different ideas and stuff. And there's a lot of different distractions. Like I got called... I got called last night by one of the football players, and they're like, hey, Coach Feedback, what are you doing? I'm like, 
sitting in my dorm room watching college football. He's like, I haven't seen any parties. You gone to any parties this year? Let's go out to the bars. I'm like, I haven't been to a party. I haven't been to a baker. So I like, I have, I've been to one baker party. I've been to two baker parties. But both of those times, it was because I was running a business. Like I told my mom, I was a, um, it was like Uber. So like I would drive people home. Like they were like stumbling out, like, all right, I'm driving you home. And I got paid good money for it too. Cause they're like, hey, you got me home. But, um, and then they're like, why don't you party? I'm like, I remember I told him, I'm like, I- I'm gonna party enough when I get to heaven. And he's like, what? Like, I don't even know if he was thinking straight. But he's like, oh yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, all right, good, good night. I'm like, and it's just like, they're living the life that, that God's called us. There's so many, there's so many things that, that are there to, to take you off track. Like, you know, we have, you got drunkenness, drugs, alcohol, like lust, every kind of lust. It's just, man, there's this world set up to, to get you, get us off the track, but we just gotta, we gotta stay the course. And it is not gonna be, it's not gonna be fun or easy, but hey, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not gonna be fun in the eyes of, of the world, but at the end of the day, I mean, you got, you got God on your side. And I mean, that's, that's all I really want out of life. I know where I'm gonna, I'm gonna go after I die. I'm gonna be up partying in heaven. There's a song, it's like, um, it said he's got a big, big yard where we could play football. And uh, I, yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's what I tell myself. Like anytime there's something that pops up, it's like, man, I could, I could really, I could really, you know, go have some fun with the boys. And like, they were asking me what, what I wanted to do for my bachelor party. And uh, I'm like, uh, go watch a movie. I don't know. And like, really? I'm like, yeah, or let's go to Top Golf or something or something fun, but like, I'm not going to get crazy. And so, um, just enjoy life, but, but know where, where the, the end goal is. One of my football coaches, my dad's offensive coordinator, before every game, he told us, begin with the end in mind. And that always, that always stuck out to me. We got to, we got to take this life on and uh, know where we're going to end up when we're done. So, with that, um, I want to say thank you guys again. It's been a fun three weeks. I'm, I didn't know what to expect when coming to Stowe, Kansas. I knew that it was a small town, and I knew that there was some there was a church fire, and but I didn't know like that there was going to be so many amazing people here. So thank you for, you know, giving me something to look forward to every weekend, and hopefully I'll be coming back soon. And, oh, what I was going to say about peace. Okay, real quick. I just thought of it looking over at you guys. During the song, he flipped to the organ mode, right? Yeah. Well, it sounded like an organ. I know it wasn't on purpose, but that was like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, and they just kept going. Like, it wasn't a freak out moment. They just rolled with it. And like, I was, everybody was flipping through pages and stuff because like we were a little, we were a little flustered, but then we got back on. So just having that peace, that's like, that's a perfect example of peace. You know, we're praising, we're praising the Lord, you know, he's going to help us figure it out. And then we got the organ off and we were just right back on worshiping to him. So, um, this is a great little community you guys have. And, um, I'm, I've met some new people here and it's been awesome. So thank you guys.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron.